you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. T-G-I-F slash T, recording on a Thursday, mixing it up. Uh, excited, though, to talk Beverly Hills. Uh, let's just dive in. What what a season. Let's just take a moment to say, well done, Beverly Hills. It's been delicious. I feel like every episode I've been glued in, I find my, you can always tell how good reality TV is based on how much you're on your phone. And as people who are on our phone a lot, I'm actually very glued in this season. There's just so much to watch. There is so much in it. I agree. Like I honestly, sometimes I'm taking notes during the commercial break. Like usually that's like, I'm taking notes as I watch it, but I don't want to miss anything. And this one, what I love is I love when an episode really does pick up right where the other one left off. Like we ended with Erica crying in that, in the bathroom and we pick up right there. She comes back out. I feel like the, the, there was a lot lost in translation, like translation, because from what we've seen and what everyone knows, Garcelle innocently asked her about this. Now we found out that maybe this was produced, but like Lisa Renna doesn't know this. Dorit doesn't know this. Like, the way it was left with all the women was Crystal said, you weren't in the car, but Erica said, I don't want to talk about that again. So everyone blaming Garcelle for upsetting Erica, it just seems really unfair. It was extremely unfair, especially when she just asked a question of, do you talk to Tom? And on Garcelle's side, like I completely understand, you know, all the questions she, everyone has been saying, Eric has been so open. She's sharing this. He's been cheated on. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not forget about the car crash and him rolling down a hill and all this information that she's been sharing. So I, I don't think what she asked was inappropriate. I did get upset when Renna looked up at Garcelle and said that was fucked up. And of course, like if I were Garcelle, I'd be like, well, fuck this. I'm going to leave. Kathy, being Kathy tries to like calm her back down and bring her back in this situation. And I genuinely don't feel like Garcelle is intended. Her intentions were to have Erica blow up the way she did. Yeah. I I don't, I mean, she didn't know not to bring it up. She's assuming that all of these women are Erica's best friends as we saw when they all flocked to her aid. Like I just, I agree with Garcelle, like from what we know, what we saw, it just seems really weird that everyone's, annoyed with her. Now I will say when they showed the clip, she was asking a lot of questions, but Garcelle always asks a lot of questions. And I don't think 
I think there's a lot that's confusing with what's going on with Erica. So I don't think it's weird that her friends are generally asking to have a better understanding of what's going on, how they can support her, but also like how can they can defend her as they start hearing stuff, which we got into later in the episode. But I thought it was weird. So then Erica sits down and starts like talking to the women and she says, Garcelle, it's okay. And all that stuff. But it was like, this is a really hard time for me. And she starts crying again and they show like everyone's faces. They're somber, but Crystal's the only one crying in that moment. And I thought it was kind of um, like, I'm trying to have this understanding of like, are these women really friends or not? Because Crystal's the only one crying and Crystal's known her the least. Yeah. I mean, it could be just a moment of seeing someone else cry and cry. Cause I, I can do that sometimes. Like you just feel someone's emotions and that's just how she react. I, you know, Rena's response to me was kind of jarring, just watching, <laughs> watching her a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I don't know that they all had any reasons to cry. I mean, I think if anything, that whole situation was just so confusing. Yeah. Very confusing moment. You know, you have Garcelle over here that's upset because the women think of this and, you know, Dorit's trying to stir the pot, what little role Dorit has had this season, but she's like, wait, wait, so you're telling me, are you sure she didn't hear this? And Crystal's like, yes, I'm telling you, she didn't hear it. And then Garcelle's feeling this way. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot to process. So I could understand the, the no tears. Yeah, I guess. I just was confused. I'm like, why is Crystal the only one like showing emotion towards Erica right now. I loved Kathy though. How I love not like, because she wasn't being like goofy Kathy, but like, I think Kathy's one of those people that doesn't like anyone to ever really be left out. She loves to be the jokester and the prankster, but I do think she doesn't want, she doesn't, she just doesn't like for anyone to feel like they're not included. So the second Garcelle got up and said she was leaving, Kathy was the first one who went over to her. And I just, I don't know. I'm like, I love that we're seeing this side of Kathy. I love that it's funny and silly and comedic relief that she can be for the show. She can also be like a, just a really good friend. Yeah. I mean, I think too, like, I think she's being fair about the Erica situation. Like we got the famous, you know, the Mariah Carey, I don't know her from Kathy in this, in this moment, in this conversation, you know, everyone's talking about how long they've known Erica and we get that a little bit later, but I think she's being fair in terms of how she's looking at the Erica situation. She isn't quite jumping the wagon right away. Yeah, I agree. Um, so Erica decides she's going to leave, you know, I I don't think anyone was shocked by it. All the women are out there like waiting for her. She must've had some idea that she was going to go though, because that car pulled around really quickly. Like, oh. I do, unless it was just really good editing. I'm like, I don't feel like she was outside very long. And I get, she probably texted her car in that moment. I was like, I'm leaving, but I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, I mean maybe like, I mean, we don't know that kind of wealth. Like maybe they're just in the neighborhood, but she doesn't <laughs> like, have I'm that ready. wealth. She doesn't have it. I mean, she pretends still, but you know, the one thing that honestly really, really irked me in Rena's um, interview, how she's giving Garcelle such a hard time. And I'm like, Rena, you do the exact same thing. So Rena was on Watch What Happens Live last night, and the questions came in hard from us fans on Rena. And we're like, basically, people are like, you're being extremely hypocritical. You acted the same way with Denise. You asked all these questions. I mean, you've done it for several seasons. And in true Rena fashion, she's like, well, I've grown since then. And like, yeah, okay. she kind of owned up to the fact, like she did own to the fact that, yeah, I could totally see that. But also she's trying to play it off like, oh, well, I'm a different person and I've grown. And I just, I'm like, girl, like, 
you're giving Garcelle a hard time because she's coming for your friend. Like that to me is a better response than being like, she shouldn't ask all these questions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I don't know. I just, there, I was glad that Erica left though. I felt like the moods shifted a little bit, although dinner got kind of intense. I was say Kathy really is all of us when she saw Dorit's outfit and was like, why are you wasting that outfit on a night in with the girls? I love that moment. I mean, she just hasn't been watching Beverly Hills. Well, clearly she doesn't watch Beverly Hills and probably still hasn't watched it. But Dorit shows up for the cameras. It doesn't matter for what. I mean, it was quite an extravagant outfit. Um, and I love Dorit's commitment to wearing the same designer from head to toe. Yeah, I, yeah. it's like whoever she's wearing, like from barrette to socks, like it's, she doesn't miss a beat. The dinner though takes a weird turn. Um, and it was like every like follow-up statement kind of became a little bit more uncomfortable than the next. And in some ways I think it was good. Um, but I knew exactly what was going to happen when I was saying something like we're all treated equal and, you know, Garcelle was like, but we're not. And it was interesting to me as she was trying to kind of share why, you know, everyone isn't equal right now in this world. I felt like the women really weren't listening necessarily until Crystal started sharing for her why, why it's also true. I don't know. I kind of felt like the women were like, oh, okay, Garcelle, we've heard this from you, <clears throat> but they kind of like changed their tune a little bit when Crystal started talking. I also think the women also had an adverse reaction to Garcelle, given that Erica situation, like they're yeah. pissed at her. But everything she said was 100% valid. And I love that Kyle stood up for her and tried to kind of explain, you know, her point of view. Um, and I'm, you know, I think seeing them have this real conversation, I appreciate it. I don't appreciate Dorit being like, well, my mom has a black best friend. <laughs> like when she said that, I was like, oh my God, Dorit. <laughs> Also, when she was talking about like people in our house, my first thought was like, oh, great. Your housekeepers are, you know, people of color. Like she did imply that it was the staff and I appreciated Garcelle's follow-up. And I, even though like Dorit's like, Garcelle's been in my house. She knows like that, you know, it's more than just the help. I was like, well, is your mom's best friend just hanging around all the time? Like she doesn't know your circle. Uh, So I felt like it was a fair question. You know, and what's interesting is since the show, and I saw this um, earlier while I was doing some Bravo research, that Garcelle has not spoken to Dorit since they stopped filming. And so, I mean, I'm sure it has more to do with what's to come, but I feel like that would have been such a great opportunity for those two to go grab coffee, like level the playing field and just kind of like Dorit just listen and say, hey, you know, I, you know, my intentions were from a good place and Garcelle explaining like how she did with Kyle, but Dorit doesn't seem to be, um, as open to that. Yeah, I I agree. Um, okay. So we go from like, you know, an intense conversation to finding out that Harry Hamlin has acrylics, which, you know, it's a strong pivot. And I liked it. It it was lighthearted. It was funny. I feel like in the moment, I probably would have thought it was hilarious, like hearing that and then seeing the picture, the reactions felt a little over the top though, and watching it on camera, but it was funny. I mean, it was, I was not expecting that. And it's like, I think it's a full hand. It's not like the one, right. Or was it the, his guitar playing? 
It was his finger. guitar playing hand because he doesn't want to use a pick. So I it's know, like, but like he got acrylics done on all fingers. Oh yeah, no, well, duh, just the one hand. That. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Very sorry. I know not both hands. I know on the one hand, I'm talking about the finger. Like oh, the, it was all the all finger. five, all, all five. five. <laughs> yeah, if you saw the picture, he like took his whole hand. Oh my um, god, that was too but, much. So they wake up then the next morning, and the article comes out, and I think so. I'm starting to understand why, like, it seemed weird to me as like, while all this stuff was happening and Erica was posting this stuff that the women weren't really saying much. And I think it's because they were just as shocked as the rest of us. But that to me makes all this feel that much more calculated by Erica. If her friends really had no idea what was going on behind closed doors, then one, maybe they're not that good of friends and it is all for show, which could very well be true. But it makes it all of her opening up and the crying and the leaning on her front. It just makes all of it feel that much more calculated. And this is all just one big act like that. That response from all the women just made me feel like, okay, everything Erica has been doing is just another. It's like I've been saying, it's the performance of a lifetime by Erica Jane. It's also confusing. I did find it. I kind of wish after learning all that, not saying they owed Garcelle direct apology for asking all her questions, but I thought it was a little hypocritical. Like now you guys get it. Like, They've been catching on loopholes because they're not just as close to her. But Sutton in that moment was everything to me. I loved her. Like, she's like, yeah, I read it. And she's like, she's in deep shit, basically. Well, and it was funny to me because like Rena and Kyle, it was just a lot to read. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Somebody, if somebody wrote something like that about you or any of my good friends, I'd if it took me 25 minutes to read it, which I doubt it took more than that, I'd read the whole article. But I love that like Sutton read it and dissected it and read it again. I mean, when she was saying stuff to the women, I was kind of surprised by how little they knew because they're like, well, it's her LLC. She is the owner of it. It is her name. If she's been given money, it doesn't matter if she claims she doesn't know where that money came from. She's now part of this. And I think that's like the one thing that everybody... It, it, the the biggest question is like, why would she just blindly accept $20 million? And I get that it might not have been all at once, but you have to be wondering where some of this money is coming from. Even Kyle said that, like, I'd That's, wonder where 20 million came from. Exactly. And I lo- I mean, I just have to read um, Sutton's quote itself because it was so good. We're wealthy women. We have LLCs. Your attorney watches you sign your LLC. If the devil himself puts money in your LLC, you are responsible for it. Ooh. Burn. Uh, I have to like, I think Sutton's approach next of having a a meeting with the women without Erica. I don't know if I love it because to me, it does kind of seem like she's trying to like get people to quote, join her side, but I completely understand why she's hesitant. She is a woman herself who has businesses. She's not married. So while she's extremely wealthy, it, she does have to like protect and maintain that wealth and being associated with someone who might be part of things like a Ponzi scheme and you're hearing, you know, comparing it to Madoff, like that can be damaging, not just for your personal reputation and social reputation, but your business reputation. And I think deep down inside Dorit's worried as well, which is why she was talking to PK about it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like a hot mess. It is interesting now watching the other women kind of unravel, but I went back and searched the Fox, that stupid Fox picture they all took. Oh, at the end of the the timing of that. Um, And it was in May. So obviously all of this has happened because we're around the holidays right now. So I'm just kind of curious, like what else Erica continues to share, but guys, I'm glued in. Like 
This is, oh, yeah. it's so good. I'm glued in. I can't wait to see how the season continues. I mean, I just, I'm just so excited. Can't wait for next week. I'm glad we had it this week because I feel like, I actually kind of feel like Potomac, Potomac wasn't that great. And Roni was another just awful episode. Like it wasn't even, I was like posted about it. It wasn't even uncomfortable. Like watching the dinner at Beverly Hills, part of what they were talking about, I felt uncomfortable and hearing some of the things I was like, Oh, but it was good to hear it. It was good to see the reactions. It was like, for me, it was enlightening to hear some of like Garcelle and Crystal's responses and learn more about what they've gone through. Because like Garcelle has said, not having to have some of these conversations is a privilege. And I realized that, but like just being able to put myself for a little bit in her shoes from a standpoint of like understanding but the Roni Shabbat dinner was so, so uncomfortable. I, I've never wanted to just turn my TV off so bad. And the only reason why I didn't is because I knew I was going to have to recap it, but like, it was, I mean, quite, it was terrible. I don't think we should give it that much time. I will say I have a bone to pick with Ebony. Ebony, I'm rooting for your girl, but a black Shabbat dinner, like did not need to be called a black Shabbat dinner. There were no Jewish, black Jewish people there. You just had black people. It was just Shabbat. It was a Shabbat dinner. I just was very confused by the Black Shabbat dinner. I I was confused by it too. I thought it was going to be hosted by Black Jewish people. Um, And it was hosted by a white Jewish woman, which it's it's fine. But again, like why label this Black Shabbat? Honestly, I'm like, why even have like, why not just be like, hey, we're all in this space of trying to get to know other races, other religions, understand people's like lifestyles. You know, let's have you know, an occlusive dinner that's going to be a Shabbat dinner. Majority of us aren't Jewish and we're just going to learn more about other people's traditions. Like that's what she wanted to do. But I think in labeling it Black Shabbat, it gave a different impression of what it was going to be. And that's, that's just all I'm going to say. And just like Ebony, like I appreciate, I know where her intentions are in terms of like having honest and open conversations to her experiences. But at this point, I'm kind of like, girl, like we got to like, I don't know. Just it's, you got to pivot. Something's not working. It just feel, I feels, I don't think people like to be put in positions where they feel like they're forced to discuss something rather. It just happened organically and naturally. And just like, kind of like how it did at the Beverly Hills dinner. That was an organic, natural conversation. Um, So I'm just over it over Roni. Should we move on to Potomac? Yeah. Um, So let's move on to Potomac. I mean, it feels like Potomac was like so long ago. Like even as I'm reading these notes, I'm like, oh my God, this was right after Ashley had the baby. I will, I love that. Here's a couple of things that, that I love. One, we're seeing her wear like a fitted dress. I love that because everyone saw Kate Middleton leave the hospital hours after having a baby and like her, it looked like she barely had like a postpartum bump and you do still look pregnant moments after you deliver a baby. So I appreciated that she was wearing a dress that like, was fitted and she wasn't like ashamed of her postpartum body. She looked amazing, but she looked tired. She still looked a little puffy, which I mean this in the nicest way. I love that she was real enough to come on camera. You know, I'm guessing it looked like it was like two days after giving birth. Like I applaud her for that. And I love that we saw 
what it looks like to real, like what you really look like postpartum. Not oh, like, absolutely. I mean, she yeah. could have shared camera footage, like cell phone footage from her phone. The fact that she had the cam, the crew actually yeah. there in her home. Like, I just think that's huge. And she's such a pro and it sucks that she's with freaking Michael because he's clearly her um, worst quality <laughs> I guess, yeah. that relationship. But Ashley, since she's become a mom, has become one of my favorite people. I just appreciate yeah. and respect how honest she is. And like, I completely agree. And I, when I say this, I also want to say by no means that I'm saying it's the only way to have a good relationship like with your kids or family. Like I don't want um, single kid families to feel like this is any type of slight with them. But I do think when you have a second, there is like this sense of like, you know, you won't be with your kids forever, most likely, but there's something about knowing that like these siblings will most likely be there with each other for a long time, even after you and your husband are no longer with them. And there's like this sense of like you giving them this bond and this friendship and a sibling It like, it's hard to describe. And I really loved seeing that and getting to see Dean kissing his baby brother. Like, I don't know for me, and I'm, I'm sure for you, like it brought back some of those emotions of like, first bringing home your baby to be met by your firstborn. It's just a really beautiful time. It's the best. I mean, you've told me this and you said um, a sibling is the best gift that you can give to your child. And when you told me that, and when I like actually saw me and Camila meet for the first time, my heart just like melted and oozed. And I immediately thought of that quote that you shared with me. So thank you for that. Yeah. I love that. that. Um, Uh, Also, let's just keep on the mom train. I love that Giselle's like, oh, I know I pooped during labor. Like, let's normalize the fact that majority of us pooped. I will say, I I just assumed I did. And the reason why I know I did with Warren is because after I had my second child, my husband's like, you didn't poop with that one. I was like, oh, good to know. You have no idea when it happened. I mean, I did it with me and I had no idea. Like they had like cleaned it up. Like the lab- labor and delivery nurses are fucking amazing people. If you are one, I mean, really anyone in healthcare, but I'm giving a special shout out to labor and delivery specifically, like God bless you because they wipe my ass so quick. I had no idea. I I really didn't either. And I don't even remember being wiped, I guess, because I didn't feel it. Well, I mean, I don't know that it was, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm guessing they wiped me. I mean, I don't remember having poop on my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Labor and delivery nurses chime in. I'm pretty sure you do like a decent wiping. All right. Let's talk about when day. Um, do you, I feel like this candle business is going to be like the toaster oven. I God, when day, Zen, when I just listen like miss four degrees. How does she not know the basics of starting a business, vetting the name, like getting it um, trademarked? Like, I just feel like, and I'm giving her lots of credit here because she's very proud of her four degrees and I'm proud of it for her too. But how the hell do you not know these basics? Uh, I, I mean, I would think somebody along the way would help her. I mean, like you said, she has four degrees, but she also should have a good network. You're like, I'm going to start a business. And then somebody like, oh, okay. Like, let me connect you with somebody. You need to do this, this, and this. Like, I feel like you could Google how to start a business. And there's probably like a free checklist that's going to tell you all the stuff that she hasn't even done yet. Yeah. It's just very, very strange. Um, I also, Okay. I'm not sure I'm liking Wendy and I'm glad that they kind of called her out and they're like, we're seeing more of your body. This, like she went from being like the professor, you know, call me Dr. Wendy to like, let me, and I'm not saying you can't be smart and sexy at the same time, but I'm like, girl, you are showing off a lot of body and you're not talking about those degrees anymore. 
It's very weird. It's a, it's, I'm glad they're calling her out on it and kind of holding her accountable. I mean, we're all about body positivity, like all of that. You guys know that, but it's a, it's a strong shift and pivot. And as fans and clearly this, this cast, they're going to call you out on it because it's, it's out of nowhere. And I know, you know, her first season, she had a baby, but you know what? You see Emma Radzikowski just had a damn baby and she's in a bikini. Like, I just don't, I just don't think some people um, care. Um, Yeah. So it was interesting. It was really, really interesting. Um, I'm curious to see what happens more there. What's your take on Mia and the conversation with the green eyed bandits? I liked it. I mean, she, you know, she shared that with us on camera a couple episodes ago in conversations she had with her husband. And I think it was really nice to see her share it with the women. I would like for Mia to be friends with Robin and Giselle. I don't think it's going to happen because I think they're always going to have these missteps. I think we saw it, you know, they had like, they kind of had this breakthrough and even, you know, Giselle was saying like, we had a talk, we're good. I really appreciated getting to know you. And moments later, they're kicking her out of the room because Robin and Giselle want to be on the same floor. Like there's just, I don't know, like pull a Sonia and Ramon and, and, and share a room. These, the, all the beds were kings, share a bed. It's not that like, I just felt like you make an effort to get to know somebody and then you kick them out of the room. Like, come on girls. I sometimes think Robin does a disservice to herself as how loyal she is to Giselle. Like, I would like to watch Rob. I mean, I know Robin's not afraid to call Giselle out on certain things, but in that moment, like, she should have just kind of let it go. Yeah, I I agree. I think she just should have said, okay, well, I'm stuck downstairs. We'll hang out. It's just where we're sleeping. I mean, they were in the same house. They should be happy they weren't in the cottage. Yeah, I mean, and that was a nice house. All those rooms. Ramona Singer would approve. She would definitely approve. And it looked like they had, I mean, they had staff at least for cooking. It doesn't, it looks like the people in the cottage had to carry their own bags, but <laughs> none of them complained, by the way. <laughs> Can we go back to Beverly Hills for a moment? Dorit was acting like bringing, I was really glad Kyle called this out, was acting like bringing a dish in to be rinsed off. She was just like, as if it was like the biggest like inconvenience of her life. I, I was, the, the Beverly Hills woman need to take a note from Potomac. Like you don't need to be complaining about every single thing. No. And also just take the damn dish. It's okay. You got two hands. Just, if Kathy Hilton's not complaining about it and Kathy has more, I don't know if she's necessarily more wealth, but like, I guess more fame maybe, um, then you shouldn't be complaining. And same with Sutton. I mean, she was wearing that Cartier ring and she had no problem or bracelet in taking that plate. I agree. Um, all right. That is this week's recap. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. The pole da- dancing. I just want to know who you thought did the best. I mean, obviously Mia, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> I don't I buy that. She the nev- pro- yeah. They give her a lot of tips on that. I liked that. I love the production edit on it. And like, you're right. She clearly knew what she was doing. Um, I will say a for effort with, um, Actually, none of them. I felt like everyone else was pretty terrible. I mean, Wendy, like her braids about knocked her over. <laughs> I was dying so hard because she was trying to be so hot <laughs> and so confident in her. She yeah. almost got knocked out. I, I might have to rewatch that. Seriously, someone needs to do a montage of that plus the bird attacking her head. Oh, that would be amazing. It like attacks her and then throws her on the pole. That would yes. be great. <laughs> um, all right. In true fashion, our shout out of the week. I mean, we're definitely not giving it to the Delta variant for ruining BravoCon for us. What are we, who are we giving it to? 
Oh, that is a I know. very good question. Go ahead. Duh. We, part of the reason why we are recording on a Thursday, not a Friday is because Lucy from Lucy on the ground is getting married tomorrow, Friday, the 13th to the amazing bill. And we're really excited to be there at their wedding. We got to celebrate her bachelorette party. It's going to be amazing. Best of Bravo will be there. Hello, bat cards. Of course, Lucy's going to be there. So it's going to be a little bit of a, oh, and Kate from be there in five. Um, so it's going to be like quite the Bravo powwow, but I think we should give our shout out to Lucy and her fiance seem to be Mr. and Mrs. I don't want to say their last name, even though I think she shared it, but I'm nervous now to say it. That's fine. That's totally um, fine. Love yeah. that shout out. Love that. Um, I also want to give a shout out to teachers. We did some Amazon wish lists recently and trying to clear those wish lists. And I know we're about to embark another. Um, I hate this word, but I'm going to say it unprecedented school year where, you know, things are just not a hundred percent the same. So teachers, we see you, we hear you, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, and teaching kids while they wear masks, it's already hard enough to know what they're thinking, let alone, um, while wearing face covering. So thank you so much for your support and everything that you do. And thank you guys so much for supporting us. Um, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe rate and review our podcast. It means so much to us. Uh, we definitely still want to have more Bravo Lebs on. I mean, now that BravoCon isn't happening, we're even more motivated to try to make it happen for you guys through this podcast. Um, so thank you so much. And uh, that's an easy free way to support us. If you're looking for a way to maybe support us a little bit more, join our Patreon, realmomsofbravo.com backslash, you know, guys know what I mean, backslash uh, Real Moms of Bravo. We have a uh, Patreon headline episode that we do every week. We'll randomly review fun movies um, and who knows what other episodes we're going to put out there. So uh, for $3 a month, you can join our Patreon. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way, in a this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.